Perfect. So, welcome back, Creatures of the Night, to another watch-along with my good friend from Twitter, Randy Turco, as we continue a look back at the Undertaker's Tag Team Championship victories. And we return from a hiatus from the Ministry of Darkness days as we get the first tag team victory as the American Badass. As the Undertaker teams up with his unlikely partner, The Rock, to take on Edge and Christian on an episode of Monday Night Raw. So, any um, any words before we get started, Randy, about like what was going on at this time? You know, what have you researched and stuff that's going on uh, for The Undertaker and The Rock at this time? Yeah, uh, it's good to be here again, by the way. I... I... I love. Well, I watched the whole episode. I'm sure you you probably did too. I just like to do that to get a feeling of what was going on back in the day in December of 2000 because it's been 21 years, and the whole episode. I should have counted how many uh, segments they were. Well, the whole episode was dedicated to Vince and Linda McMahon's uh, divorce, and yes. Vince wants a divorce, and now Linda is so shocked by this. She's now catatonic. And she is having a nervous breakdown and can't uh, run the WWF anymore. And so I, I can't tell you how many segments involved Vince during this show, but they were all entertaining. They weren't mm-hmm. bad. It was just like the Vince show. Um, yeah. And I, I was thinking that this was probably going to be when I saw the date before I started watching. I thought, oh, December 18th. So this is probably going to be the go-home Raw before Armageddon 2000 with the six-man Hell in a Cell. And then as they were talking, as I watched this match, I realized, or I watched this Raw, the whole episode, I realized, no, because of Christmas, this is actually eight days after Armageddon 2000. So The Undertaker, he's just had two straight opportunities at the at Kurt Angle's WWF title at Survivor Series 2000. He had mm-hmm. him one-on-one, and then Eric Angle, of course, interfered. And uh, that was the gold pants. Uh, That's right. That was a good one. And then the six-man Hell in a Cell where Angle kind of escaped by the hair of his chinny-chin's-chin. Chin, mm-hmm. He kept his belt. So eight days after Armageddon, uh, I did notice when I watched this episode of Raw, this is, uh, they're promoting Mick Foley's Christmas Chaos Kids book. I don't know if you remember that. I remember. That was from the past. Oh, my God. And, right? And they showed uh, XFL commercials. So the XFL is going to start in two months. In February of 01, the XFL has their one and only original season. And I think they tried the XFL again last year, right during COVID, and then it was it was snake bitten by COVID, and they had to shut it down again. So right, McMahon has no luck with the XFL. Yeah, they should just bury the XFL. And, yeah. uh, I I watched a little bit of that first season. It was different. It wasn't bad. It was just different. And then it just never got off the ground, and they canceled it. And then and then 2020 was 2020. So yeah. Um, and then they did do, I noticed that JR was plugging the WWF cookbook with JR on the front. I yes. That. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, so that was just some of the, the goings on in uh, December of 2000 in the Federation. And that got me thinking, The Rock and The Undertaker win the tag belts tonight. We're about to watch that match. You know, when The Rock, for our last pay-per-view, Undertaker and... Um, Big Show beat Rock and Sock. They had a name. They were the Rock and Sock Connection. So mm-hmm. I thought, as I was kind of preparing for this, I had watching this Raw, I was thinking, why don't The Undertaker and The Rock have a cool name? Oh, like, no. 
cool name. I mean, I know it was only a week that they did this or four days or whatever it was, but why didn't they get a cool name? And so I went through and I tried to think of some of the, some of my best cool names and uh, it was a little harder than I thought. And I think I found out why they didn't come up with the name because there is no cool names for Rock <laughs> and Undertaker. And if you got one, Stephen, you got to tell me. If anybody on Twitter has a cool name, they got to put it out there too. Uh, I tried to think of some uh, like rock and sock. So I was thinking, how about uh, one of my head was stone and bone. But <laughs> oh, it's nice. That's suggestive. They may not want to use that one because I was thinking stone like the rock and bone like dead people bones, but it kind of has a different connotation. So maybe we don't use that one. Um, how about I came up with grave and that grave and gravel. So if you add an L to grave, it's got the grave, like the undertaker, then you have gravel, like the rock. And I'm like, eh, I don't know, gravel, you don't really think of the rock. So I thought, okay, okay, how about elbow and backhoe? Elbow and backhoe, get the people's elbow, and then you got backhoe, burying people alive. So maybe that doesn't totally rhyme, but the last one is maybe the best one, and that's Ooh. not saying a whole lot. Smackdown and Sundown. How about that? Ooh, Sundown. Ooh. <laughs> it's hard. There, yeah. There is, the answer is they don't have any good names for Undertaker and Rock. I don't know. Yeah. I told Alex uh, on Talking Taker, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Steven on the spot and make him come up with a cool name for this tag team. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, because trying to that th you oh my gosh and i had time to research and that's as good as i could come up with by <laughs> the way <laughs> i mean i'm trying to think of something like <sighs> maybe this is why i didn't get off the ground yeah like, it is like, it is hard six these guys yeah <laughs> it is hard um right. You know what? Let me get. I can't believe you're putting me on the spot in this one. Ugh. Right. Maybe by the end of the episode, let's go through the match. Maybe it'll get your creative juices flowing. The creative juices. The end, see if you can think of something that beats SmackDown and Sundown. It's going to be so hard to beat. So hard <laughs> to beat. Maybe Twitter will help us. Too. Yeah, we'll maybe. Maybe Twitter will help us. Uh, in the meantime, I did dress for the, uh, the show again. Yes. I got the Undertaker 2004. Um, Look, you see it says Dead Man. Yeah. 2004 football jersey. So he had the baseball jersey that said the Phenoms, which I wore that to SmackDown this summer. And then somebody, I never planned on buying the football jersey because I don't think it's as cool as the baseball jersey. It doesn't really say anything on there. But somebody posted it on eBay, and it was a medium, and it was in good condition. Yes. And it was like $25. How like, did you how did you get that? That is awesome. And I'm like, I can't I'm not planning on it, but I can't pass that up and it's in good condition, so football jersey it is. Football jersey it is. Oh my god. Yeah, the, the other addition I got is uh, also weird. I didn't I have that Undertaker door knocker, you know, that says can't can't um can't come to the door watching wrestling. Yes, yes. That. So I found the Undertaker has a bookmark Oh my god! It's it is so hard. It is so hard to find paper items. Right. Then always hits the mark. Yeah, Coliseum Home Video always hits the mark, and then Undertaker on the front. Yeah. So 
that'll go in my deep talk next to that door knocker. But that that was, is... I think this was 10 bucks. I mean, this wasn't much either, but cool. Yeah. Loved it. So I know no figures this time around, but those are my two things were a random bookmarker and, uh, and a random football Jersey. Nice. Nice though. Nice additions. Any leads on your uh, Adrenaline Undertaker with the red shirt or your Hall of Champions Undertaker? I know those are the two on your radar. No, no, not yet. I, I do have the ticklers going, though. Yes, I've yes. seen a couple of Hall of Champions, but they're all like 100 bucks, 100 yes. bucks, 80 yes. bucks. I'm like, man, just hoping we can do a skosh better than that. I know it won't yes. get much better, but just a little better. Yeah, I mean, if you may get lucky if someone has it like a nice condition loose, since you can open it anyway. Right, you may yeah. get you may get lucky there. I know sometimes they pop up. Yeah, I've gotten a couple where the the packaging was it was still in the packaging, but it was all the packaging was all ratty and beat up. And mm-hmm. I was you know I don't care. I'm gonna open it up anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and see, yeah, you may get see people more maybe more inclined to lower the price on that. So hopefully. Right. Yeah. You never know. I think if you just kind of hang out and it's like fishing, like we talked about, it's like fishing on eBay. It might yeah. take two years, but eventually. You'll get right. a $25 deal ski, you know? Right. I, I'm, that's nice. That's Something about t-shirts, you know, I'm always on the fence. Like, I I want to get some, but it's like, you know, then I don't know where to stop. And it's like, oof. Right. And it's like, I have I have too much out there on my radar. Uh, t-shirts is like a oof, whole nother game. Some of those, some of those shirts from like 91, 92, I mean, they go up for like 600 bucks, a thousand yeah. bucks. And yeah. It's crazy because like, they're his first couple shirts. Yeah. You know? For sure. Yeah. But if I, I was trying to look for like getting ready for this, I was like looking for a badass shirt. I was like, I'm looking for a small, I'll take a medium, something like that. But it's like when I want it, there's none. I'm like, of right. course, of course. Yeah, I was thinking like, well, I won't have anything new. I'll have to dig something out of my closet for the show next month, and then lo and behold, see, have Providence. It, it showed up. Right. It just it heard you. It heard you. Yes. Yes. And I'm still trying to think of a good name for the Undertaker and Rock. We'll buy you more time. I uh, uh, watching this Raw as it pertains to the Undertaker. So the whole story with Undertaker is that. You know, Angle is put in a match defending his title tonight against Vince McMahon by by face Commissioner Foley. That's right, because right beforehand is Vince saying, "Angle, you know, just lay down for me." Right, <laughs> That's a yeah. segment right beforehand. Just lay down for me, and, and Angle's like, "No." Yeah, Angle's super paranoid because he's like, either A, I have to, I have to beat up this old man, or B, Vince has got stuff up his sleeve and he's going to steal my belt. And he said, "I don't need any more enemies. I just had a." Six man hell in a cell I got out of. I don't need any more enemies. So he asks his friends, Edge and Christian, because they're team act, right? Edge, Christian, Kurt. So he asks his friends, Edge and Christian, hey, you guys are friends or acquaintances with uh, Commissioner Foley. Can you go get me out of this match uh, with Vince McMahon? And so Edge and Christian go up to Foley's office with Lieutenant Commissioner Deborah, who I forgot about. I remember, yeah. Yeah, and they try to talk him out of the match and Mick Foley says not only is Kurt Angle still going to wrestle Vince McMahon but for bothering him now <laughs> Edge and Christian are going to be defending their tag team titles against The Undertaker and The Rock and it seems like Mick is picking two names out of a hat like he's thinking of the two biggest face superstars that he could think of 
and just slamming them together. That's the way he kind of said it anyway. It was The Undertaker and The Rock. And, of course, the crowd pops. Uh, so Edge and Christian have to face SmackDown and Sundown for the World Tag Team title. SmackDown and, and Sundown. Uh, you are really stuck in with that one. <laughs> and I noticed, too, I don't know if you caught it, but they did show The Undertaker right before the match starts here. We're queued up at 45 minutes and 20 seconds. They show The Undertaker doing a shadow boxing, one of his world-famous shadow boxing. Like mm-hmm. They would show him backstage shadow boxing before his match, and I, I don't know if that was the first one or not, but they, I, that was the first one I've seen in a very long time, and it's December 2000, so it's got to be one of the first ones where they show him back there getting his groove on. I'm getting ready to fight, so I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and then Rock comes up to him, right? Because I was like forwarding, and I think I saw that. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So that's our storyline going into uh, going into the match. What a convoluted time! Right. <laughs> it you got you got everything. You got Vince divorcing Linda, going for the championship against Kurt Angle, Foley with Co- Lieutenant Commissioner Debra making Undertaker and Rock go for the tag titles. What a time to be alive here, really. Yeah, and and I don't know if I'm being an old man saying like back in my day everything was so much better. But like I'm watching this, thinking like this was a nice little, even with all the Vince segments, this is a this is a really nice little story for one night that they put together just to get to the main event and then the the end result, which we'll talk about later. But like this is a nice little thing. I, I wish they could do more of that now, you know. And maybe that's just the grandpa in me. Like my day was so much better than now. Maybe Your day's years. my day. <laughs> right, right. That's what I mean. Like maybe it's just. Maybe in 20 years we'll look back on 2021 and think like, yeah, it wasn't so bad. I don't know. No, 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 no. It's bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's bad. Even I who rarely watch, it's like, it's bad. Right? Yeah. But as you said, we are queued up at 45 minutes. 20 seconds for me, 19 for you. So in a difference of one second. It's the time zone. Yeah. yeah it's the time zone. That's right. <laughs> Uh, well, let's get started. Maybe they'll say something in commentary that will jar my memory into making some kind of cool name. Right. So, I am ready. So, we will 3, 2, 1, play. Of course, Edge and Christian out first, you know, because you got to have the big entrance of Rock and Undertaker. They are heel skis here, and they're also kind of new because they're not coming through the crowd, right? They're coming down the aisle. Yeah. And that yellow shirt that Edge just got on, that uh, totally reeking of awesomeness yellow shirt, that's another shirt I regret not buying. It's right up there with that 2011 white punk shirt. I, I wish I would have bought that one, and I wish I would have bought that totally reeking of awesomeness Edge and Christian shirt. Yeah, because it's not black. You saw a lot of wrestling shirts were black, and these off-color ones are, you know, popular. Here comes The Undertaker. Yeah. I looked this up too, Steven. He's coming out to Roland. Yep. I think Armageddon was the first one with Roland. Yeah, and when they first did this, I thought, this has got to be a double-over. This has got to be American Badass still. And I did some research on it, and you're right. This is not a double-over. This is uh, Roland premiered on, at Armageddon eight days prior. So this is one of the first times he actually came out to Roland. Ooh, and a little something there. Um, Undertaker stops to high-five somebody in the crowd. Nice. Yeah, you don't hardly see that. Wearing that Dead Man Ink shirt. Yeah. I have that shirt upstairs. And a beanie that just says dead. 
right. I don't think they ever sold that. I think that's just something he picked up. I think. That sign that says Dead Man's Row, that's pretty cool. I didn't actually catch that the last time. That is cool. Yeah, that's very cool. It's like the, the Cesaro section, the C section. You know, <laughs> Dead Man's Row. The yeah. C section, yeah, that's funny. Here comes The Rock, who really didn't have any interviews. He didn't have any backstage segments other than that quick one with The Undertaker. He didn't really have anything. Yeah, it's almost like... Interview. Yeah, it's just like, like you said, like they pulled the name out of their hand and said, Rock, you're going out there. Okay. Right. No big deal. Show up to work, no creative, and then just win the tag belts because they got nothing else going for you. Right. Right? But it makes it so believable. Right. It makes it so believable that, you know, Undertaker and Rock can surely win at any moment. Yeah. They're talking about this People magazine rocks one of the most 25 intriguing people of the year 2000. And JR and King mentioned Bush and Gore, the election, and that kind of threw me back. I was like, yeah, Bush and Gore was the election of 2000, right? And so I yeah. looked it up. That extended recount, Gore did not concede to Bush until December 13th, only five days before this. So it's kind of weird to put politics on a wrestling timeline, but like, oh yeah, that was going on too. I forgot. And you know what? Even as a kid, I remember that. Yeah, that I remember six weeks not knowing who won the election. That's crazy. And in typical tag team fashion, uh, the Undertaker does not start the match. Right. Yeah. It's, and it's this frenetic, fast-paced matches, and I don't know if that's just how it was in two thousand compared to now. Um, or if that was just this particular night with these four guys, but I'm so used to picking up my phone after about five minutes in a match. Like, just you know, pick up my phone, kind of half listen. I never got to do that here because every time I was getting ready to do that, they were picking up to get to the finish. They were going to get ready to go home. And I'm thinking, wow, this is so much different than now. You know? Yeah. Two count. Here comes the Undertaker. Best pure striker in the game right that's here. That's right. That's right. Oh, he flips off Mike Kyoto. <laughs> <laughs> Different side of Undertaker here. Right? Yeah, more aggressive towards the ref. He high-fives someone on the way down to the ring. What kind of Undertaker are we seeing here? Yeah, he must have been in a good mood. This night. Oh, I got caught. He's taking out the World Tag Team Champions by himself here. <laughs> He's all in black, too. He had, usually you have blue jeans or some lighter colored pants, but it's all in black. Right. Yeah, he doesn't have on those Survivor Series 2000 gold pants. That he Stop. Godfather. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants an action figure of that. I'm like, do I really need an action figure of that? Representing that one time and yeah. a loss, by the way. Yeah, no. it's a loss. Yeah, no thank you. Side slam. Nice. Oh, and a clothesline. Boom. 
old DDT. I used to love making that, uh, doing that move on like Attitude or whatever video game. Do that Undertaker DDT off the ropes. You know, I hated attitudes with the button mashers. You know, you couldn't oh get the mash. Oh my god, the moves were horrendous. I have the strategy guide still. There's a spear, and in my V fed, which we'll talk about that I'm sure after the after the match. But uh, Edge Edge always did the Britney spear. It wasn't just a spear. It had to be a Britney spear when he did the spear on somebody. That was his uh, finisher. It's the Britney spear. <laughs> Good one. Um, yes. I still have the strategy guide for WWE Attitude, and it's crazy the buttons that you have to hit. Yeah, to hit, like, like down, B, C. I'm like, what the hell? It's like the Konami code: up, down, left, right, up, yes. up, down, down. Wow, there's no way. I just button mashed and hope I got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania 2000 changed the game. That's right. I, yeah, I was listening to your listening to your oh, podcast yeah. last week on my way to the Minnesota Gopher game. I was listening to that, so it started on the way, and I finished it on the way home. From Nice. So you you bookended my game on Saturday. Oh, good, good. Yeah. It's always how I like to have my episodes. Good bookends. Right. Yeah. I forget. It's like a fifty-minute episode or something. It's twenty-five minutes there, twenty-five minutes back. It's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a rest hold. Undertaker. He's ready for the tag out there. It's interesting here to see the Rock pay, play, at least temporarily. I know it switches later, but Rock plays the face in peril. That's kind of interesting to see. Yeah. But, I mean, what's your alternative? The Undertaker? You know? Yeah. Flying clothesline? Oh, no. Spinning heel kick. I mean, just frequent tags, signature moves. I mean, you don't even have time to think here. Rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, rock bottom out of nowhere. Unfortunately, they're in the wrong corner, and he doesn't cover the guy. I can't believe also Rock's going to be Undertaker's third different tag team partner for four titles. Right. Undertaker needs it. Undertaker's waiting here. Here He's we go. ready for that hot tag. Marry me, Stephanie sign in the crowd. Classic. That's probably me. <laughs> I love me some Stephanie McMahon in college. Side slam. Oh, no. Oh, he's going to go for the old. Oh, okay. I thought he was going to go for the old school. Dun dumping edge over the ropes. Yeah, that's Royal Rumble practice. The Royal Rumble's coming yeah. up. Yeah. Can you believe yeah, Can you believe Royal Rumble and then WrestleMania... Just on the horizon here. Mm -hmm. He actually yelled out old school here, and he actually hits it, which is very small percentage, as we've talked about before. I'd mm -hmm. like to see what his lifetime percentage is with old school, but it ain't great. Especially when he calls it out. Right. Ugh, the referee's out. Oh, Chioda's practicing for WrestleMania. Where he takes that like 33 minute dirt nap in the middle of the Undertaker's match against Helmsley. <laughs> Look, is he dead? Somebody check on him. Yeah, seriously. I think, doesn't Heyman say that? Is the referee dead? <laughs> right. Well, singling him for that last ride. Is it end here? 
Maybe this, this is a quick little match. We're getting close. Oh no, the referee. The referee's oh, still okay. out. Down. Talking Taker talk about they, they think Christian's taken the last ride more than anybody, just and he does it so well, to be honest with you. But it's not uh if you hear Bruce Pritchard talk, that is not a that's not a bump you want to take every night. <laughs> no. Oh, we got hit with the title by Edge. Oh, uh, classic. I was just w waiting for that one. I think Christian's going to go for the, the cover here. And you see Undertaker's going to get his arms underneath Christian. As oh, you, able to yeah. Tell. You knew that I mean, one, the, yeah, yeah. Good throw, okay. good throw. Yeah, and he just throws him for a mile. It's like me with my kid when we're wrestling. <laughs> Rock is like giving words to Edge. Yeah, now Rock's wanting that hot tag. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't make it. Uh, now Undertaker's in peril. Not for long. Right, I mean, they just get in, they hit all the greatest hits, people loved it, game over. I mean, what a match. Hot tag, here comes The Rock. Rock's gonna hit Edge with a Samoan drop here. Extra points for being actually Samoan. It probably hurts him, right? <laughs> Extra points for being actually Samoan. <laughs> oh, here we go. Big finish. Couldn't beat him with the rock bottom, but we'll, we'll be able to get him with the people's elbow here. Oh, and they got it. The unlikely pairing oh, of The Undertaker and The Rock. The, uh, if you listen to the commentary, JR says, Undertaker and Rock just went through the tag team champions like X-Lax through a fat lady. The commentary that couldn't fly. Wait, like what? What did he say? I believe he said Undertaker and Rock just went through the tag champions like X-Lax through a fat lady. That's what he says on the commentary. What's X-Lax? What is that? That X lax is like the you take it for constipation to kind of like get everything moving again. Okay, through a fat lady, oh my God. Uh, apparently, moves faster through a fat lady. Apparently, but wow. Wow. Okay. So Lillian, when Lillian announces the champions, Lillian announces the tag team champions as the Undertaker and the Rock, not the Rock and the Undertaker. Just putting that out there. Undertaker first billing over the Rock. Love it. It always and, sounds uh, better with the Undertaker's name first. Of course. Um, so this ends, they're showing the moments ago replay on my yep. TV right now. Yep. They're, uh, this ends the fourth reign for Edge and Christian, and it begins the fourth reign for the Rock and the fourth reign for the Undertaker. So a lot of the number four going around. I did not know this was The Rock's fourth. This is his fourth reign and Undertaker's fourth reign. Wow. So after this, so there he is. He's plugging that book right there, that uh, that cookbook I was talking about. But um, so after this, later on in the night, Edge and Christian are obviously going to be not happy when they're sitting at their lockers without their titles. And kind of Kurt Angle is like, well, forget about that. We need to save my title at least. That's let's, right. Let's focus 
let's shift their focus to my title. And Edge and Christian are not happy with that. Edge and Christian are very disappointed uh, that they lost their belts. And so this whole thing at the end of the night, McMahon and Angle ends up being an Angle. Because after they amateur wrestle for about three seconds, I think Vince takes them down once for two, two points. And um, after that, they all team up to beat down on Mick Foley. Oh, classic. And yeah, and Edge and Christian come down, and there's a concerto on Mick Foley, and they split him mm-hmm. open. And then Stephanie comes out, and Stephanie had been a face earlier in the night. She comes out with the document saying that the board of directors is officially recognize that Linda McMahon is catatonic and unfit and cannot run the WWE, so therefore, Vince McMahon is now the full authority in charge of WWF. So Vince, being fully in charge, says the services of Commissioner Foley are no longer required. He's fired. And this is the end of Commissioner McFoley. Uh, he started Commissioner in, I think, June of 2000, and it ends tonight in December of 2000. Six months. We don't wow. Yeah, we don't see Mick again until I think the go-home Raw before WrestleMania. It's announced that he's going to special ref the Vince-Shane fight at WrestleMania X7. So we don't see Mick for four months. He's going home for the holidays. Wow. I liked the Commissioner Foley angle. I did too. I, I loved really it. liked he, it. He always loved but he had his gavel and he would always say, and that decision is final. final. Yeah. Love that. My God, yeah. I remember Stephanie with the papers. I hated catatonically impaired Linda. Oh, my Where God. Where she, uh, she faked it until WrestleMania when she woke up and got out of her chair. Yeah. And... Kicks McMahon right in the balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it kind of... I, I had no idea when, you know, when you said December 18th, 2000, I, I, I had no idea that this was the, the day that... I remember Foley getting busted open and getting fired, but I didn't remember that it was the same day The Undertaker won the tag team titles. I thought, yeah, I thought Foley got fired on the Christmas episode. Sure. That's what I thought. But, yeah, this makes sense, too, yeah. He's fired. Makes sense. He, has such a, he has such an affinity for Christmas. He probably wanted to be home for the holidays. Who knows? Yeah. So, uh, Rock and, uh, excuse me, not Rock, uh, SmackDown and Sundown would hold the uh, tag team titles for four days. I guess technically one day, because they, they tape it the next day, but yeah. technically they four days until they were it was aired on TV. So there's another four in there for you. And they would lose the titles back to Edge and Christian on SmackDown when they had a rematch and special referee Kurt Angle interfered oh. Of course. To get the belts back to where they belonged. Um, at least The Undertaker picked up a tag team title reign for his trouble. That's right. In one day or four days, it's still it's still in the record books. That's right. Yep. And so the next one that we'll do is, is the first a, one with Kane. Yeah, it's it's a Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania X7, so not too far from here. Maybe about four, four and a half months. It is. April 17th of 01, so two weeks after WrestleMania X7, Brothers of Destruction versus Edge and Christian again. My God. And this is what this is leading into Backlash at the end of April yes. of 2001. So what we're trying to set up is that triple title match where it's Intercontinental, World, and Tags. The two-man power trip is bringing the world and Intercontinental, so The Undertaker and Kane have to hurry up and pick up the tag belts, and I think that's where this happens. Yep. Those with the gold have the power. 
I remember that tagline. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know how you felt at the time, but I remember thinking, even with all the dirt sheets and everything, I remember thinking, like, they had a chance here. Yeah. One of them had a chance. I know, thought, yeah. Like, maybe he'll even get the Intercontinental belt. I would even be disappointed if he left with that for the first time ever. Because I remember the, the stipulation, this was the one that was all, all or nothing, right? Right, yeah. Okay, because I know there was one like whoever pins who gets that title. I think, yeah, if you pinned Austin, you get the world title. I think if you pinned tri Triple H, you get the Intercontinental title. Or if they won the match and pinned Undertaker or Kane, they became tag team champions. And looking at it now, 20 years later... It was so obvious the tag belts were going to the two man power trip, but at the time, I didn't. At the time, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, and then the I'm next the next one, Kane wins the Intercontinental from Triple H. So you're thinking, Okay, here here's the here's the rematch now. Undertaker's gonna get it from Austin. It's over. No. Typical Austin loss <laughs> for the Undertaker. <laughs> He gets some retribution at, what is it, Insurrection or Rebellion. He, like, defeats Triple H, but since he did not pin Austin, he does not win the world title. But it still counts right. as an Undertaker victory over both of them because he right. pinned a Triple H. So it's some kind of retribution there. Yeah, a little bit. A yeah. little bit. On a UK-only pay-per-view, I guess, you know. Yeah. And then we, we slowly make ourselves through the invasion, and then... Undertaker and Kane win the uh, WCW tag belts, and then both of them at SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely an, uh, another stop we'll be making eventually. I mean, what is that? Uh, December or January? One of the two. Jan uh, December, right? Uh, SummerSlam's August of '01. Right. So that's got to be the next one. Now, I assume uh, this Raw and April so we get of April of '01. I don't. Yeah, April of '01. So, so we'll and do, then we'll do that one in November. Yeah. And then, uh, and then probably SummerSlam in in December. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then it's then we finish it off. That's it. And then we go finish to uh, then we go to Rob Van Dam in Vengeance. Yeah. I was just telling my wife yesterday. She's like, "What are you gonna do when you finish the tag belts?" And I said, "God, I don't know, but I know we're gonna do we're we're gonna officially do his lower card titles, which is one one pay per view." <laughs> But we'll do Vengeance 01, and that'll get us to January, and then we got to think of something new. Yeah, sure. we're going to have to think yeah. of something. Like maybe some kind of gimmick matches we have to go back, like see his casket matches or something like that. Right. Yeah. Not the Buried Alive. Like, not the Buried Alive matches. He's I like going through you know, some of these different matches that we've seen. It's, they're not WrestleMania matches. They're not even pay-per-view matches a lot of the time. They're not the ones that you remember. They're not world title wins. I like that we're going through the tag belts, the yes. hardcore belt. Like, just some of those matches that might be slightly under the radar that you don't think of. And it's been a pleasure to watch, like, these SmackDowns and these Raws and, like, oh, oh yeah, I remember this. You know, I remember Chris Jericho apparently putting Terry in the Lion Tamer like he's doing right now on my TV. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely have to give. You have to do with Rob Van Dam, and yeah, definitely have to figure out something else, like something else that gives us SmackDowns and Raws again. Sure. Yes. Well, so you've got you've got until January to think of that, and a new name for the Undertaker and the Rock, because right now it's a SmackDown and Sundown. <laughs> so you know. See, I'm trying to think of like something that's it doesn't have to rhyme, but something like interesting, because but. 
Undertaker and Rock don't have similar nicknames. Like, you can't, no. you know, it's like... I almost answered my own question immediately when I thought, why don't they have a cool name like Rock and Sock? Oh, that's why, because there is none. <laughs> like, I wonder how they gave Undertaker and Big Show the Unholy Alliance. Like, where did that come from? Right. And it's just think, some things to think about. Like, where did that come from? Like, like he got Rock's the Great One, but Undertaker doesn't have a nickname with the one in there. So it's like... Right. Ugh. I'm trying to think like. <sighs> yeah, it's hard. Right. It is so hard. What um. In the meantime, as you ponder that, what did you? Think, as I uh, ponder that, yeah. Can we um. Let's talk about the Undertaker's Escape the Escape the Undertaker yes. on Netflix a little bit. I know you had your last episode on it, or two episodes ago. Two episodes ago. ago, yes. Yeah. So, basic in a bubble thoughts. What what was your overall tone and tenor of it? I liked it. I liked that they you know thought out of the box for something like this. You know, it's interactive. Uh, you know, it's almost you know, at, especially near the end. When they're going up against each other, it feels like a, a cinematic match. Yeah. So it feels like you know something that could have happened at like a pay per view. You know the the new day versus the Undertaker like a handicap match. You know, especially you know you see and you can actually choose. You know, do you want the new day to win or do you want the Undertaker to win? It gives you those options basically. Right. And yeah, I liked I liked you know this cutscenes you know with Undertaker he sits up from the fog, so it's like like he's not gone. It's just fun. I, I, I thought it was fun. For what it was, it was fun. Yeah, like we had talked about a little bit before we hit record. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you put it, I saw a lot of people kind of dragging it a little bit online. Of course, that's what people do online to everything. But I saw some, some uh, wrestling fans and horror blogs. Horror blogs, too, were kind of saying, like, yeah, it's not the greatest. But I think if you go in with the right attitude, you know, you get out of it what you should get out of it. So... If you go in looking for Halloween kills or Saw or even the Boneyard match, you're, you might be a little disappointed because it's not blood and guts and jump scares. There really wasn't anything like that. But I think if you go in looking for, for what it is, this is the PG era, the New Day, they're friendly and they're happy and they're colorful and, you know, they're good guys. And so you're going to get some what I call gateway horror. So that's like, I don't know, goosebumps or are you afraid of the dark kind of stuff where it's a little creepy, but it's nothing that's going to, it's not going to keep your 12 year old up all night. So just to kind of get them into horror a little bit. Uh, and then I think there's some horror kids that maybe watch this that maybe get into WWE a little bit. Maybe they want to see more of the New Day, so they start watching Raw. So a little bit of cross promotion going on. And I think you hit it right on the head because in my notes I said, this is basically a cinematic match. That yeah. was one of my pros. So I really... I like that they did that. I like that The Undertaker's doing anything because he doesn't owe us anything. He could just say, I'm going to go retire and live on my ranch and you'll never see me again. So he's at least out there, right? I like his uh, Emperor Palpatine powers. Yes. That was like, that was like something like, wow, I I never, you know, he's never used like, you know, like the lightning from his hands to attack people. So to have him, you know, actually use that as a weapon, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, that's taking it from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, definitely Palpatine vibes. I wrote that in my notes, too, uh, when we got to that part of the movie. And I think uh, I found a good name for the Undertaker and Rock. 
Oh, good. What is it? The Brahma Bulldozers. There you go. That can work. That can work. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even think of like combining two things into one word. So that's yeah. all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's probably like my peak right now. Yeah. WWE, if you need to reach us, you know yes. where our Twitter handles yes. are mm -hmm. <laughs> for creative. Yeah. Brahma Bulldozers. Got it. I do wish the, um, I do wish a little bit, the adult in me, again, this is for kids. I know that I'm no longer the target demographic as long as much as it hurts me. Neither am I. But, Neither am I. Right, right. I, I wish that the choices were a little bit, um, like based on what you chose, I wish it would throw you off and give you like a much different ending so that you'd be forced to come back and replay it if you wanted to get the main ending or the good ending. But I tried hard. I mean, I, I did what you probably did, which was go back and do all the different choices. And really, I, as ludicrous as I got, you know, like, yeah, I want, yeah, Xavier Woods, join The Undertaker, give up your friends. You know, I, I would do all this crazy stuff and it, it might lead you to a special cutscene or something where... That's probably my favorite it. ending when, when Xavier Woods turns on it and then they... Start beating out on And then yeah. they're creating the caskets at the end. Yeah. That's yeah, probably so my... It gives you a different cutscene, but ultimately, after you hit the, uh, the rest in peace button or whatever, it's going to take you back to the yeah. face your fear screen until you get it right. So yeah. it's not really going to take you too far off the beaten path. So I wish it would have been a little bit more complex, but I get why they didn't do that because some 10-year-old is not going to care about five hours worth of Undertaker footage. They're, they just want to do this in 30 minutes, and I get that too, you know. Another thing I made note of is it, it reminds me of like the 90s vignettes of him creating those caskets, you know, yeah. of him like in his woodworking and him doing like uh, all this type of metal work and stuff. You know, it felt like making, uh, the, making the nails and the keys. Mm -hmm. It really made you feel like he's like in his wood shop making that casket and stuff like that. I made a note. We gotta talk about that salami sandwich though. Why the hell was he eating a salami sandwich? <laughs> was it salami or was it uh, some kind of some kind of deli meat or something? It was like I don't know what it was, but I'm thinking he is the undead. He's like this demon. Like, why does he need to eat it all? And if we need to show him eating, why is it a salami sandwich? I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. Probably all they had in, probably all they had left in catering when they were filming it. <laughs> Overall, I was pretty happy with it, though. I, I got out of it what I thought I would get out of it. And like I said, Undertaker doesn't have to do anything. So if they put that thing out on Blu-ray one day, just the sheer interactive thing of it, I would love to buy it. Speaking of Undertaker doing things, one of my uh, f uh, Undertaker friends gave me a text earlier saying that Undertaker is in Saudi Arabia. I saw that he was uh, he introduced Pitbull. Pitbull. Yeah, and I'm like in his garb, right? He's, he's as the in his garb. He brought his costume, and I'm like, now I'm excited for tomorrow. Right? Yeah, that's true. I hope. I hope. I didn't watch the video yet. I hope he was well received because I know, man, that's it takes a lot of courage to dress up as your character outside of WWE. So like that one time WWE sent him with a 2016, I think. WWE sent him to Cleveland for LeBron and the Cavs because LeBron wore that Undertaker shirt a couple times. So when they won the title, the next year they were opening night, they were going to get their rings and raise their banner. So they, Vince sends the Undertaker in his full garb to 
the Cleveland Cavaliers locker room, and I think I think LeBron no sold him. I think, and just kind of like walked by him, like okay, whatever, because they didn't they didn't even tell LeBron he was coming, and it, I just felt so bad for Taker because like it takes a lot of courage to yeah, wear your stuff not in the WWE arena, you know. And at so, least some of the other players were cool. Oh, I think a lot of them were, yeah. yeah. But LeBron, I think I remember reading that LeBron kind of blew him off a little bit. Well, he's an ass. Up. He's an asshole anyway. <laughs> But um, so I hope it went well with Pitbull today. I didn't see the video yet, but I saw pictures. I saw some of it. That I heard cheers, so that's good. Oh, that's good. Good. Yeah. Vanessa, when he told me that, I'm like, okay, something's definitely up. Taker's got to get that Saudi money. How can he get in there? You know, how can I get into this pay per view? They probably somehow? told. They probably told Vince, "Are you bringing Undertaker?" And Vince is like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in true Vince fashion, give Undertaker 24 hours notice. I need you here. Yeah, he'll, he'll be there, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's retired now. Every day is Saturday for him. What's that's, he here? That's yeah. right. That's right. Sure, <laughs> why not? So, yeah. Nice. I, uh, I, did, yeah I was listening to your, your last episode uh, when we were talking about... Uh, well, two episodes ago was No Mercy, and then the last episode was WrestleMania 2000. So yeah, I, I felt I like tweeted. I felt like adding video games to it. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's definitely a hole you could go down because everybody identifies with at least one video game, if not multiple video games from growing up. And yeah. uh, I tweeted you about No Mercy in college and talked about how you know we had a, like what we called a V Fed, a virtual federation, and and this is what I couldn't wait to talk about. Yes. Yeah, we we had um, and it started because I, I thought of you again when you when you were talking about WrestleMania 2000 on Friday's episode because that's where it started for me. I mean, I, I played games like WrestleMania Challenge on on 8-bit and stuff when I was a real little kid, but I remember in college, uh, freshman year, nothing to do because <laughs> you're just a freshman, so you're going to class, coming back to the dorms, and all all my nerdy wrestling friends and I. We were gearing up for the Royal Rumble 2000, Cactus Jack and Triple H. Oh, yeah. And the actual Rumble, but it just was like, it was like six weeks away, and we were like, man, I want to watch this Rumble now. And on WrestleMania 2000, the video game, you could make your own paper. Yeah. You could run the card, like, playing the, the parts, or you could just let it go CPU versus CPU and just watch yeah. it. Mm -hmm. So we were like, you know what we should do? And this is how cool my college life was. Why, yeah. We were getting drunk and they were at <laughs> frat row. I was in the dorm with my buddies and it was like, we should uh, make the Royal Rumble card on WrestleMania 2000, the game, and any of the guys that are not in the game, like we can make them because you can create a wrestler, you know? Mm -hmm. So we would make, who, Benoit, I don't know, whoever wasn't on the game, we would make them and then we would uh, we set the card up, and then we would just watch it. And then so we were watching the video game guys fight, and then we wouldn't play; we were just watch. And then I would take notes on who won. Well, this happened. This happened. This guy ran down. This happened. And then it was like the next weekend. It was like we should we should just take the results that we got from the video game, and we should book No Mercy or um, No Way Out right now. We should book the February pay-per-view. Of course, we didn't have any Raw or anything like that, but we would just be like, what did we think would happen based on the results from the Rumble? So we started like, okay, then this guy would face this guy, and this guy would probably face this guy, and then we played the pay-per-view. And then we did it for WrestleMania, and we did it for Backlash. That's nice, yeah. 
pretty soon it became we should add our guys in there because we each had to create a wrestler based on ourselves of course we were all like jacked up and of course we yes oh, yeah and we should add our characters in and so uh my character i won't bore everybody with it but my character <laughs> i was i i was the icon randy turco and if you remember back then everything was 2000 windows 2000 lod 2000 so i was going to be icon 2000 and then it was shortened like triple h got shortened from hunter hearst helmsley to this triple h mm-hmm. i was eventually shortened from icon 2000 to i2k so like we all had our little characters and uh we kind of sprinkled them into like what was currently going on with the current superstars and then we started let's, let's add those guys to the storylines and the matches so we, we just kept doing this and i believe it or oh not, my this gosh went on, this went on for four years Oh my gosh, really? Four That's years. awesome. So we went from WrestleMania 2000, the game, mm-hmm. and then when No Mercy came out, it was like, well, we got to move all the action over there. You that's got, got to. That's got better stuff, right? Yeah. So the whole, the whole thing was like, you got you to gotta hurry up and run through the game, unlock everything, make your guys, and then we would we called it moving to the No Mercy Network. We <laughs> to the No Mercy Network. And then we carried that through um, GameCube. I mean, it was on Day of Reckoning. Uh, we were yeah. we were on WrestleMania 19, that game. Like, we carried it for four years, you know? And as a matter of fact, I kept... So I, what I started to do is I made Word documents of all the results and all the angles. Oh, my God. And then pretty soon, over the course of the four years, it turned into, like, I have to write dialogue of what they would say to each other to set up the matches. So I started writing dialogue. And so it turned into this four-year project, and I'll, I'll get it right here. This is a true uh, federation. Whether it be it figure is. federation or video game federation, you know you're deep into it when you're writing like your matches and your results and your dialogue and everything else going through it. Fan fiction that nobody cares about. But so we put it on, we put it on CDR, all these Word documents after the four years was over. We put it on CDR, and then we... I came out with my own DVD. Are you? Oh my gosh! And uh, so it's 2000 to 2004, and it's uh, if you open it up there, there's a uh, disc one has 2000 to 2002, and then the other one has uh, 2003 and 2004 on there. That. So, what What is it when you play it? Is it matches? Is it what is on there? It is just literally just Word documents of all the results, all the notes, all the dialogue. Oh, my God. But it's funny that you say that because we started, we didn't tape them all, but we probably got about a year into this, and we were like, you know what we should do is when we're playing these video game matches and we're taking the notes and writing the angles, we should pop a a tape in the VCR and record it. You would Twitch before Twitch. An innovator before my time, right? Right. So did, I don't have did somebody anymore. somebody must have spied on you? Somebody must have spied on one of those conversations and said, "You know what? In twenty years, I'm gonna make something out of this." The government—they were listening, but the government's uh, always listening. But that's beside the point. Yeah, I probably got—I I don't have I mean, most of them. I got rid of now, but there's probably five or six blank tapes that I have. But if you put them in, they're just random video game. Oh my god. <laughs> Guys clumsily wrestling each other, but yeah, that was my uh, 
than me fans. So when you mentioned WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy, I'm like, that's exactly what I went to immediately. Yes, yes, definitely. I, I like I said, I love No Mercy, but just something about I mean, WrestleMania 2000, it's just like something's different about that. You know, it like changed the game on everything. It made there was like the best WWF game that they ever put out. Just like everything was better. The the move set was so simplified. Like we were talking earlier about attitude. You didn't have to button mash. That was I hated the attitude and the war zone mechanics. It was terrible. Uh, it was all acclaimed. Yeah. Acclaimed yeah, games are like yeah. that where it's up, down, left, right, send in two box tops, eat a sandwich, <laughs> read a book, and to do, you know, an arm drag. And yeah. it was so much easier on THQ because THQ just had the, you know, either uh, either one direction, up, down, left, or right with tap A, or up, down, left, right, hold A for a strong grapple. And then they yeah. had, you know, four more moves on the on the backside, too, if you're facing a guy's uh, back. You know, yeah. you could do strong grapple or weak grapple. so much easier to navigate than whatever the hell the claim had going <laughs> yeah you can actually choose alternate attires instead of you know you have to keep your original but if you fight two undertakers and the second undertaker is going to have a different attire well if you wanted to play as that you can't but in thq you can you can also change your right. attires you can have something totally different it's just i love it i love wrestlemania 2000 i love no mercy I wish, just right. wish No Mercy was a little less glitchy. Right. I can't tell you how many times we'd get halfway through the storyline, mm -hmm. through uh, the, you know, the championship mode, the story mode, and then we pop it in the next day and it's gone. Yeah. And all your Krieger wrestlers are gone. Yeah. You know? Everything you unlocked is gone, and it's like, no. And that's why I showed that picture of the Game Shark. I mean, it's, I, I would never cheat. I mean, you always, I always want to beat the game, but like, it gets taken away from you. I, I would just use the Game Shark code for unlimited money and just buy it all back. Yeah, from the that's exactly. I still have the Game Shark. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. And I don't know what happened with them. those games. Had to sell well. They were so well received. I don't know why. I don't know what happened to that basic format. Why THQ kind of went away from that? It felt like I don't know. I don't know. I love that basic format. I funny you say about watching the computers play the matches. I loved you know just. You know, we have nothing else to watch. You just put on the wrestling video game, No Mercy, whatever, and throw on a Royal Rumble, have the computers battle it out. And it's just so fun to see them fight, see how many people they can eliminate. I love the eliminations. were so easy. You just hit them near the ropes and, and strong punch, and they're out. It feels like an actual Royal Rumble instead of like a mini game. Because like, in the real life, they're not performing a mini game. You know, right. they're, they're pushing each other out. It was always funny, uh, you know, if we, we always made the rule, if you, if something happens in the match and the computer does something, you have to acknowledge it in the results and then the, and then the angle going forward. So sometimes people would run out for no reason and it would be The Undertaker versus The Rock and here comes Steve Blackman. <laughs> You're like, what? It's like, no man, you gotta acknowledge it now. You gotta work Steve Blackman in there somehow. That's why you always have to turn interference off. Right, right. You no can't care. keep interference on because you never know who you're going to get. Right. Yep. You don't want Mae Young running down there in your championship match. Right. Because then how are you going to write the champion fighting Mae Young? Right. I, I think that's 
think my first uh, uh, my first like championship change that wasn't like Royal Rumble 2000 obviously but like after that we started doing our own stuff Val Venus won the world title and I'm like what is this what yeah so I had, I had to work with that and uh, my buddies never let me forget it yeah <laughs> That's something you can't forget. You can't forget Val Venus winning the world title. Yeah, so anytime I would you know, talk smack about somebody, they'd say, wasn't Val Venus your first world champion? And you're like, you, and you're like, you say that? yeah, what, and you're like, shut up. <laughs> you didn't just say that. Yeah, you didn't just say that. Yeah, but it's funny you mentioned Game Shark. Yeah, I always use the Game Shark, even the PS2, you know, to unlock like the hidden characters. Like the people they would remove, like Vince McMahon. Like I always wanted Vince McMahon on my roster for some reason. You gotta have right. Vince McMahon. But yeah, stuff after like I that. beat the game the first time and it kept getting erased, I was like, I no longer care. I'm just gonna take the cheap way because there's no way I'm beating this game every time it erases on me. And yeah. I, internet was pretty primitive back then, but anything that we read, they fixed it eventually. Whatever the problem was, they fixed it in future generations of the game. But there's no way to tell when you buy it what one you're getting. You can't look right. at the back. Yeah. Right. And then, oh my god, that's so frustrating. Right. So you can never tell. So I'm like, okay, then I'm just gonna just every time it erases on me, I'm gonna keep using the game shark, and yeah, I'll keep a I'll keep a backup of all my guys on the memory card and just mm -hmm. pop them back on. You know. Yep. Um. I forgot what was the name of that plaything, uh, playthrough that on No Mercy that you can like unlock the people like through a Royal Rumble. Sur uh, survival? survival? Is it survival yeah, mode? I think so. Yeah. I loved going through that because you never know who's the next unlockable character that is coming down the aisle. Right. If you knock them out, you get yeah, them. Yeah. You unlock you unlock them by eliminating them. I loved that. I remember, yeah. I, I remember, I think I only got to Andre the Giant once. I was just yeah. going to say, you wanted you wanted to collect them all because it was like collecting cards or figures in a way. Yeah. But like, I never used those guys. Like, I never wanted to be Mae Young or no. Andre the Giant. It was too big. He was too slow getting over the top rope. Like, I don't want to be this guy, wanted to I wanted to have him. Yeah, <laughs> you wanted to have him because then it's like, it's like 100% completed. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just like in WrestleMania 2000. I had to always play as Steve Austin in season mode because the sure. Smoking Skull belt was the only thing I could not unlock using a Game Shark. You can unlock all the wrestlers, all the arenas, yeah. but not the Smoking Skull belt. So I had to play as Stone Cold Steve Austin as season mode to unlock that damn belt that I'm never going to use. But <laughs> right. just so I can have 100% with the belts and everything, I had to play as Stone Cold in season mode. And that's before they had uh, what are those those little uh, uh, achievements, in-game achievements. That's before yeah. they even had though. But you still wanted to know in your own head that you got everything that you could possibly get. Yeah. And I used the Game Shark on No Mercy. They had um, people were like modifying the game. Like there was Hell in a Cell codes. Like I mean, it would be like twelve lines long. Oh, I know. Yeah. But you could get a Hell in a Cell, in, and uh, it was very clunky. You could get a. Um, a casket match in No Mercy. It was very clunky, but people would modify the game that you could do that. And so yeah, it opens. I think I remember like the video. It opens like a hole in like the ring or something. It's like a buried alive hole. Kind of, yeah, yeah. And they, had, I mean, they had they had um, 
coats for everything. They had coats for like Shane O'Mac count because Shane counted really fast for Undertaker when Undertaker won the belt and over the edge. Yeah, so the Shane had, O'Mac uh, count. The Shane O'Mac count where you could put in where the referee would just literally, when you, you pin somebody, the referee would go, three. Like, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Like, where's one and two? You know, it was the Shane O'Mac count. I mean, they had codes for everything. And we had them all written down. And, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's always fun to like modify your game if you want to play stuff like that. Yeah, if you, when you're angle, if you want to set up a Hell in a Cell on No Mercy between two guys, you can now do that, even though Hell in a Cell's not part of that game. I wish it was. I wish Hell in a Cell was part of that game. Because it, right. it was a part of uh, SmackDown 2. Yeah. You would have thought it'd be a part of that. Right, but yeah. I don't think it was, yeah. No. Didn't have everything, no game does. But yeah, No Mercy was the closest to perfect I think we can get. I love that game. I do too. I should really turn do. it on more often. Um, yeah. Well, I love so we didn't do the toy thing. That reminds me, we didn't do the toy thing. We talked about Undertaker in 2000. You know, last time it was 1999, and we talked about some 99 figs. Yes. So I looked up some 2000 Undertaker figs, and I thought I listened very intently on Friday to your episode, hoping that you didn't screw me over like you did last time when you talked about my uh, uh, back talking. Uh, oh, that's the other from- one. Did you ever get that? I didn't get that yet. I have a tickler for that too, though. Okay. Um, but I was thinking that uh, one of the cool things. Uh, no, no, no. The thing I buried alive was the bangers. The bangers. The, yeah. the bangers. I used to have that thing. I used to have. I that think thing. I have one. I have. I have to see if I have that. But yeah, mine doesn't work. You can't get right. one that works. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, I still. I have a uh, kind of. They did a kind of of a wrestling buddy knockoff in about 2010 2011 with Zack Ryder and I have Zack Ryder's and my my son beats him up he calls him Rough Rider and that Zack Ryder thing he has Velcro you could get to him if you needed to change the battery but it's that's nine ten years old and it's still it's still going nice yeah he's still talking but I was thinking of uh the Rebellion series so Rebellion series 2000 Undertaker's just wearing a black vest so there's nothing special about the um, I mean, he's definitely biker taker, but he's wearing the black vest, no dead man ink shirt or anything like we saw today. But I thought it was interesting, and maybe you maybe you know more about it than I do. The box uh, has 3D glasses on it. Do you know what the deal is with the little mini 3D glasses on the box? Is that just the packaging, or no? On the side, those little pictures are 3D. Gotcha. I knew they had to be for something. Like, why? What's with the 3D glasses? Yeah, that whole like WrestleMania 17 style packaging with the 3D glasses. Yeah, the side pictures are like 3D. So if you, I don't know how they expected this. I think the thing comes out and you can hold it by the glasses. Sure. It's like stuff like that. And all the whole, all every listing I looked at was like, comes with 3D glasses, comes with 3D glasses. And I'm like, what the hell are they for? And I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And I also noticed, like you did, the WrestleMania 17 logo is way wrong because they probably hadn't decided it was going to be called X7. You know? Yeah. They didn't decide on that yet. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. And then I, I looked and saw, like, well, if that's Rebellion Series 1, what's Rebellion Series 2? And I thought Rebellion Series 2 is more of the Undertaker that we saw tonight. Is that the tire? Um, that, well, no, that's Re- that's Rebellion Series three. Ah, Rebellion Series two is he's wearing the um, the kind of like the Undertaker cut off shirt with the no sleeves, no sides kind of oh, yeah. thing. But instead of Dead Man Inc., apparently Dead Man is too risque for a toy. It says Destruction Inc. Yes, that's right. 
Yeah. And it comes with a baseball cap, I think. I think I think that might be true too, but yeah, it says Destruction Inc. because apparently Dead Man Inc. is. Uh, so I looked on the back of the shirt too. I looked up some Lucy's just to see. Well, if it says Destruction Inc. on the front, what's it say on the back? And it does say Decade of Destruction. It doesn't say no Dead Man anywhere. Dead Man's apparently not cool. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, my God, I never noticed that on mine. Yeah, Destruction Inc. Yes. And then you're right, uh, Rebellion Series 3, there's nothing special about the figure, but he just comes with a giant tire that says 2000 on it, which is And weird. on the side of the tire is a dead cat. It's a, it's a dead cat? A dead cat on the side of the tire. <laughs> it's, like, it's like smushed and its eye is like, has the X on it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is that necessary, folks? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's got no articulation in his arms. It's like posed arms. That's why I always mention these stuff, like some episodes. Like they take two steps forward, but then like three steps back. Yeah. Like they gave, they gave him a removable bandana in like that Raw Heat series and the House of Pain. But on like the Rebellion ones, they have a molded bandana. And like right. other ones, they have a molded bandana. I'm like... Okay, like a year prior, you gave him a removable bandana. Always give him a removable bandana. Going forward, yeah, why do we have to go back to yeah. no removable bandana? And in yeah. other Titan Trons, you know, they bend in the elbows. In Re- Rebellion Series 3, he has no bendable elbows. It's like, okay. Why? Yeah. Why? 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 It's like two steps forward, three steps back. Yeah, that uh, that destruction ink uh, made me laugh. That was uh, reminded me of that uh, is Jeff funny. Jarrett had that uh, "Don't piss me off" thing going. That was his tag thing, that's tagline, but on his guitar. The back don't tick guitar, me off. Shirt, don't tick me they off. Changed, they changed it to "Don't tick me off." That's right. So that's what it reminded me of. But <laughs> Dead Man isn't even that risque. I don't it know isn't. I'm trying to think. They they've released other figures, I think, with Dead Man on it, didn't they? They had to. No. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the problem was. And similarly, we were talking on uh, talking Taker about the um, uh, the Undertaker Netflix movie. He's wearing sleeves under his under his coat, and we didn't know why. One of our theories was yeah. is his tattoos not child friendly? I, I don't know that he's got any naked ladies on his arm, but like maybe it's too scary for kids, so they told him to cover up. That's right. I remember he has yeah. He takes off the coat. It's all long sleeves. So I thought maybe Taker Taker's either not in the gym right now and didn't want to show it off, or maybe they told him to cover up his tats. They're just not. Maybe because I know he has skulls and demons on it. The the thinker, the demon, you know, yeah. Yeah, he has demon skulls. He has a lot of gothic tattoos. So maybe they were telling him he needs to cover up. I don't I don't know why he wears sleeves when he's never done that before under his under his coat. Yeah, because he posts photos on Instagram. He's still jacked so it's like sure it must be it must be something with the tattoos they don't want people to see the tattoos i didn't know if you had you missed a couple workouts do you remember when triple h uh i think it was like 2003 oh yeah fat triple h yeah and he like he wore those shorts down to his knees for a while he had the tights that go down to his knees because he didn't think his quads looked jacked enough and he didn't want people to see (laughs) yeah oh man that's great i remember yeah i remember out of shape triple h it was like 2003, 2004. It's like he didn't go to the gym as much. It was just out of shape, sure. Triple H. I'm like, nice. 
which Out of Shape Triple H is better than 80% of most of us still. Oh, yeah, of course. I I love Out of Shape Triple H, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I was going to talk to you, too, about giving you an update on Full Gear. It's it's going to Minnesota, right? I think the last time we talked, Rampage was official, but not Full Gear. So, although we suspected they were going to have full gear, uh, AEW full gear in Minneapolis the next night after Rampage, and they did. They followed through on that. And it was funny because they, uh, we, for Rampage, we got fourth row seats. Wasn't much of a problem. There wasn't, as long as you showed up at 10 a.m. right when the website opened up, we logged in. One of my buddies was like fourth row. I think they were like $90 seats for fourth row because it's just, it's just Rampage. It was like, okay, cool. Done deal. And so we're like, cool. So we'll, you know, a week, two weeks go by, and it's like, all right, we're going to try the same thing for full gear, and then hopefully the, it'll be just as easy. Mm-hmm. And it was not just as easy. Um, oh, no. What happened? There's more, obviously, there's more people fighting for pay per view tickets than there is for Rampage, but. Of course. Uh, I, have, I had my computer going at 10 a.m., my buddy had two computers and his phone going. Like, we had three, four devices ready to go, and, like, as soon as the website let us in, we're in. And the best seats that we could get is uh, lower level, oh. not even on the floor. Oh. We're like, well, it's, it's not terrible, but we were hoping for floor because we could spend a little extra money this time because we're not doing hotel, car, gas. Of course. Of stuff. course. You're not traveling far. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Maybe we can't, all right, so I'm like, oh man, lower level's not terrible, but we were hoping for floor. So we get the lower level seats, they're like 200 bucks a piece, and we're like, all right, I guess, at least there's a pay-per-view on my birthday weekend, you know? It's oh, it's your birthday weekend? weekend? Wow. But it's like, all right, all right, it's not the seats I wanted, but it's not, they're not terrible. And then uh, my wife says, hey, you guys might want to check StubHub, you never know, right? And so I tell my buddy that, like, let's look at StubHub and just keep an eye on it. And later that day, before the prices got ridiculous, somebody posted eighth row seats for, I think they were 250 bucks a piece. And it was like, okay, like we have to get out of our lower level seats and sell them. But like, so my buddy's like, all right, I'm going to buy the eighth row seats. So now we've got lower level and eighth row seats. And I'm like, okay. Then the week goes by about five, six days. And my buddy starts texting us. The rest of us were all in the group chat together. Of course. And he's like, he's like, hey, you know, I, we really wanted chairs. Like when you take the chair home. And oh, do they have chair? They have chairs too. Yeah, for mm. pay per views, I think. And some of the special dynamites, they have uh, some of the big ones. They have chairs, but and we don't know for sure. It might only be the first row, maybe the first two rows, but the first. Uh, well, we got online and said the first three rows. And my buddy was like, well, we're in the eighth row, so we're not going to get chairs. So there's an idea is maybe we can get out of our eighth row seats since they're off the corner. And maybe we, he said, I found some seats in the 11th row that are center to the ring. Like you're looking at the center of the ring instead of off the corner. And so he said, I bought those too. And we're like, what? Like you've already bought them? So now we have 11th row, eighth row, and lower level seats. <laughs> you have so many tickets now. Oh my god! And so it was just a mess. And then, uh, and then, uh, maybe a couple, three days later, I had given up looking. Like I wasn't looking anymore. I was like, we got so many tickets, we'll just get rid of whatever ones we don't want and keep the ones we do. Like it is what it is. 
and my other buddy wasn't looking. My my one buddy was still looking, and he texts me all this one day. Oh my god! And he says, "Oh my god! Somebody just posted four seats. There's four of us. Somebody just posted four seats, third row, five hundred dollars. Oh, each." Each. And we were kind of like, that was our limit, our absolute Uber limit. If we had to, maybe we could do 500, maybe. And he's like, they're, they're 500, but they're, they're third row. They're in the corner, but they're third row. And he's like, and I can't guarantee, we re- everything we read said the first three rows get shares, but I can't guarantee it. Oh, but you already spent all this money on the other ones. So he bought those tickets too. So oh now my I God. Have- third row, eighth row, eleventh row, lower level. So we're just like, oh my God, stop buying tickets. Stop buying tickets. So um, he's allegedly working on getting rid of all the other ones. I think he got rid of the lower level ones already. I think he found some friends. So we're, we're going to hopefully sit third row, fourth row rampage, third row at the pay-per-view. And if I don't get chairs, I'm going to be really angry. <laughs> I hope you're able to to sell those other tickets, recoup some money. Right, and that's that's what I was saying. I, I don't know if he's got them posted on... I know he's trying to talk to friends and family, but I was like, man, get those on StubHub quick because you... Yeah. You lost. Yeah, we don't want to lose any money on this. I don't want... I said the pay-per-view better not come around on my birthday, and you say everybody owes you $1,600 because you couldn't sell all these tickets, you know? And you don't want to be the creepy guy on the outside of the arena. Hey, come here. You want some tickets? <laughs> no way. In Minnesota, it's cold. I don't want to be standing out there. <laughs> oh, that's, my that's gosh. That's birthday weekend. It'll be Rampage and then, uh, and then the pay-per-view. And hopefully hopefully I'll get the chair. I've always wanted the chair. One time. Just one time. I think I do want to get a chair once. Maybe look for one like an important Undertaker match that he's on the chair. I think maybe get a yeah. chair once. I looked online just to see, like, and a lot of the chairs, depending on what it is, it's like 200 bucks, 500 bucks. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, you figure they have to ship that thing. Yeah, I don't even understand how you would ship uh, a chair. I have no idea how you package it. I know that same buddy went to WrestleMania 26 in Phoenix, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Part 2. That's a good and one. He said he did not get a chair that day. He was way up in the nosebleeds because he had to fly out there and everything, too. But he said all he remembers is getting on the plane back to Minneapolis. And then you, before you get on the tarmac, it was just a stack of chairs because Delta was telling people you can't bring your chair on the plane. And people had to ditch their plane, their, cha- their chair in the airport at the tarmac right before you go down the tunnel. And it was just like a stack of chairs, like just unbelievable. Oh, my so, God. How would you bring your chair back? Well, luckily for me... I'm in Minneapolis, so I could just drive it home because I'm 25 minutes from the arena. But yeah, yeah, if you're flying, they don't let you take the chair on the plane. Not anymore. So I don't know what you would do with it. If you didn't, and if you don't know that ahead of time, like, if you know it ahead of time. That would to, suck. Right, after paying $500 or whatever, yeah. you pay for your seats. If you know it ahead of time, I've, I've had, you know, sometimes you buy some stuff and you don't want to take it on the plane or lug it all the way home. You can ship it home. Yeah. But you better know that before you get to the airport. Once you're at the airport, you're done. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. So if, uh, we, have the next, if we have this next match, this uh, uh, Monday Night Raw, Brothers of Destruction versus Edge and Christian, if we have it after full gear, hopefully I'll be sitting in my chair. I better be sitting in my chair. You would have... <laughs> well, when's full gear? 
the 13th. Okay. We'll do it like a month from now. Yeah, Rampage is the 12th. Full Gear is the 13th. Yeah, we should do it like that. That's Friday, Saturday. We should do it like the next week after that or something. Yeah, like a month from now, like the 20th. That's perfect. So you should have your chair. Yeah, and instead instead of sitting on this couch... I better be sitting on my chair, my five hundred dollar chair. Your five hundred dollar chair, yeah. <laughs> you could get a Barca lounger for five hundred dollars, but I'm gonna have my folding chair that says AEW Full Gear. I hope. Yeah. Yeah, and you could tell me all about, and tell all the listeners all about your experience at the pay per view and everything like that. Sure. Is this your first my... AEW pay per view? No, we went to um, we went to. Uh, Revolution 2020, so right before COVID. Ooh. It was man. February 29th, 2020. So Ooh, it was right before right, the shutdown. Right there. Yeah. And uh, it was, uh, the main event was um, Moxley and Jericho for the belts, and Moxley won the belt from Jericho. My and so that, yeah, think about it. That AEW title's only switched hands like four times, right? Jericho, Moxley, Omega, right? Right. I think there's only been three guys that have had it. And so mm-hmm. if if the title changes hands, some people think it will at full gear because Hangman Page has a title shot against Omega, who's had it a while. Oh, is that, that the challenger? Be, Page is the challenger? Yeah, so that would be that would be four title changes, and I would have seen two of them. How weird is that? You swallow. You saw half. Yep. Yeah, wow. It was pretty neat last time at Revolution. that I've never been to an event before where they, they gave us like these big, giant watches i mean they were huge and they were white wow and they just at the appropriate time they they controlled them from the back we had no it was just like a fitbit but it was much thicker and i had there was no buttons or anything and so when they wanted them to light up or blink they could turn it on and literally everybody in the crowd their wrist would be blinking or lighting up so it looked on camera it looked pretty cool to see all these you know 15 20 thousand wrists that were lighting up and blinking in unison and it kind of looked like a bunch of flash bulbs it was kind of cool that they did that. At, that was at Revolution 2020. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. You could keep it if you wanted to, but it doesn't. It doesn't do anything after you leave the arena. So I just recycled it. They had little. They had big baskets. Like when you see a movie with 3D glasses and you throw the 3D glasses in the in the little recycle bin. Mm-hmm. That's what I did with mine because I'm like I could take this home, but it's not going to do anything at my house. So <laughs> that was a cool pay per view. I enjoyed it a lot. And then yeah, like the next week the world shut down. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So, uh, so it was nice to get back to Chicago to see the the punk thing. That's right. The world opened up, and then now we're finally getting back to pay per view. Uh, we had talked about going to Full Gear when we thought it was going to be in St. Louis, but they yanked it out of St. Louis for some reason and gave it to us. So we're not going to turn that down. No, no, saved you money. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Something to look forward to, yeah. It's a nice little birthday celebration. Uh, speaking of birthdays, I think you had one recently. Did you not have one? I did. This week? Yes, Sunday, 17th. Yeah, happy birthday. What Did you Thank do anything? You. Did you get a free chair? I did not get a free chair. <laughs> so I am jealous. I'm jealous that you're going to be getting a chair on your birthday, and I will not. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fun. Well, Sunday's Sunday's a good day to have a uh, a birthday. I, I love weekend birthdays. I hate it when my birthday is like a Wednesday. It's the worst. Right. Yeah, I'm glad that it was a day off. I didn't have to work, so it was good. 
Because you don't birthday, want to work on your birthday. My birthday is technically, I think, a, I think it's like a Wednesday or a Thursday this year, but my birthday weekend is Rampage and and uh, Full Gear. And then my birthday's the 10th, so um, Veterans Day is the 11th. So I always get, there's always a day off. If I can just make it through my birthday, I always get the next day off. So, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, the government's always closed on Veterans Day. And, and I, I love and respect all of our veterans, but it's also Randy Turco's birthday observed. That's what... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is that is that the little asterisk I think now they've added to Veterans Day? Randy yes, Turco's Randy Turco birthday's birthday observed. observed. Yes. Yes. People are always like, Aren't you gonna take uh, aren't you gonna take your birthday off? I'm like, No man, if I could just make it through the day, I get tomorrow off for free. I don't have to take vacation time, I can just have tomorrow off. So Yeah. Yeah. I'll get whatever day of the week the eleventh is. Thursday, I, I think Thursday's the eleventh. There you go. Yeah, you never know when it's going to fall and if it does not have like one of those marked days, it's just like up in the air. Random, yeah, random yeah. day off in the middle of the week, but I'll take it. It's yeah, free. you got to love random free days off. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, you're going to experience uh, AEW pay-per-view and Rampage, so back-to-back, that sounds fun. Yeah, Rampage probably won't be as good as the Rampage I saw in Chicago when CM Punk came back after seven years. Well, that's that's hard to beat. Right. That's hard to beat. You can't expect them all to be that way. But it'll be fun, and there's no way way we could have a Rampage or a Dynamite and not go. So even though we knew we were getting the pay-per-view, we were still going to go to Rampage, of course. I mean, yeah, it's like going to WrestleMania but not going to Monday Night Raw. I mean, come on, you're already there. Right, right. Yeah, come on. You're already there. And I, I, I appreciate that AEW has four pay-per-views a year. I mean, they have some big dynamite. Is that stuff, only? They only hit quarterly? They only do quarterly, and they I appreciate that they thought of Minneapolis, or they're going to at least try Minneapolis as, a, as an A city to get one of those four pay-per-views because the WWE, they give us SmackDown. They give us... Um, random December throwaway pay-per-views. We've had TLC. Which they canceled. Times. They canceled this year. Yeah, we've had TLC. We've had... Um, we had No Way Out once. Um, but, like, they never give us a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania. We had a SummerSlam in 1999. But, I mean, yeah. nothing's... Which um, we discussed. Yes, I would love if they gave us a chance to be in A-City. I think they kind of consider us a B-City, but... Of course, we're we're gonna be a B city when you only give us SmackDown and TLC. I mean, who's gonna go to that every time, every single time? You know. Yeah, we'll see what happens with AEW because apparently they like to keep close track on them, see how each one does. So if it pulls good numbers, you may get a pay per view next time. Yeah, I follow that WrestleTix on uh, on Twitter, and they try to they try to report stats on that, and it sounds like it's. I don't think it's sold out, but I think it's like 80, 80 90% sold out, and we still got a couple weeks, so and I'm hoping you, it. Yeah, and you and your buddies, you know, you're responsible for almost all of that. We're so. 20% of it, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my God. I hope he sells those tickets, or otherwise we're screwed. Do you want to go? <laughs> no, I, I... <laughs> Thank you for the offer, though. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, but looks like they, they're out, I think they're outselling McMahon in New York. Right. So. 
I think there's just a lot of there's a lot of folks like us who are not uh, WWE does a lot of good things right now. There's not it's not all bad, but I just think that there's a lot of folks like us who miss the Attitude Era and miss the '90s and early 2000s, and AEW is doing their best to bring that back without crossing the line. They're not going to get risque or anything crazy, but they're bringing the wrestling back and they're bringing the you know they're bringing some of the violence back, you know, some of the storytelling is back. And I think that's all some of the stuff that we watched tonight that we missed. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I try to catch it almost every week, see what's going on. So it look from what I've seen, it's pretty cool. You know, I like, I like the characters, you know, that so many characters from the past WWE, you know, I'm familiar with, you know, like punk and Jericho and Ross, you know, you gotta love JR and commentary. Right. And um, I don't know who else they have on there, but that's the main people I've seen. So I was like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, and they got their mix of new guys, too. Like, they're sprinkling in, you know, uh, like uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, who's Luke Perry's son. Like, yes, but he's, yes. He's le the legit good wrestler. And they're, so they're, they're sprinkling their new guys. So they hook you in with the guys that you know from the past, but mm -hmm. then you kind of stay for the guys that are the new guys that are young and up and coming too so it's kind of cool how they hook you in like that yeah I know I saw Pillman Pillman's good yeah Pillman Jr. yeah mm -hmm. I think he's only been in wrestling for like a, a couple of years it's not been very long but he's already on national TV so he's doing something right yeah well as I always say the one thing McMahon's always done right is this guy right here and that's what I right? stick that's what I stick with so. I see you're. I see you're displaying him with the right head. Of course, the gotta have this head. I no. don't think there's any other way. I know those other heads are older Undertaker. One of them's good. One of them's good. If you take, if you want to display without the robe, the other head is good. The one without the tongue out, that looks. But why in the heck? And I know they just want to give you more bang for your buck and give you all the parts they can. Oh. But why in the heck would you display that without the robe? Right. That's all point. You know. Right. And why would you give the tongue? I, I, oh, I had so much to say about that tongue scan. Ugh. Yeah, that, that Michael Jordan face, as they were calling it. <laughs> they should have just given him another head like this, but with the hair like how he used to have like one side. Sure. Because they do that with Charlotte. They did a Charlotte figure. Her hair is all on one side. Make it like the Undert Undertaker has promo photos with the hair on the one side. Do that. No, give it the tongue right. out. I'm like. It's so cheap. It's not even true. Ugh. Right. Yeah, that's definitely the way. The way you got that right there, that's the way I'll be displaying it. You, you have know, to. In, you have to. In February when I get mine, whenever, whatever that is. He's in stock now at ringsidecollectibles.com. Uh, did you refresh my memory? Did you get Kane? I did get Kane. Oh, cool. Yeah. I figured why not, you know, get one Kane. Did you, I assume you left him in the box? Yes, I left him in the box right now. Sure. Yeah. I'll see how it goes. Maybe if they go drop the price a little, maybe get another one to open. Right. Yeah. But let's see. I you know I was mainly concerned about getting a, a good Undertaker box. So that's that's crossed off the checklist. Don't have to oh, worry about it that. It paid off. Yeah. It paid but off. I think Ringside usually does a pretty good job about shipping their stuff. They usually yeah. care. Yeah. They're good. And of course, you know, if anything's like terrible, you know, like if it's like 
totally like smash you know the the good and you know making it right right i've never had an issue with them like with my undertaker as kane and that's something i wanted the box for obviously oh yeah that that you definitely need the box for yeah, and mine was perfect. I've never had any issues with them. It's it's not like uh, Walmart or Amazon. You just don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah, I wish they would. I wish they would actually have more of the Undertaker as Kane. Right. Yeah. That was a fun exclusive. Yeah, I think uh, I came. I was late to the party to that, but I think I was maybe the second wave where they said they restocked it, and I thought, man, I I better get on this if I'm ever gonna do it. I better. Get that's how so, I did. Yeah, I missed. I missed the first wave. They they sold out so quick. I was sure. Like, Should have pre-ordered that, but no. Yeah, I remember thinking like, well, that's a new figure. I'm kind of collecting like the Hasbro's and like the older stuff. Do I want to? Do I want to start collecting new stuff that's coming out now? And then I saw that figure and I thought, yeah, I should probably do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got on board, but it was the second wave. But I got it. Yeah. But, but that's one of those ones where you like the Ghostbusters one I talk about with the ooze. The oh plasma. yeah. Like you've got to keep that in the box. Yeah, for that. you have yeah. to. That's too pretty. It is. Some some boxes, you know, I'm I'm a mint on card collector, but some boxes, it's even if people are loose collectors, you just you have to just admire the box. Right. Like right. one like I talk about that 30th anniversary taker. That's a amazing box to keep in keep them in there sure yeah i do do you have that one in the box or you have that loose no he's loose oh he's, I, in, the, he's in the purple box right yes you should have kept him yep. in the box yeah no it's such loose. a nice box oh that was decade of destruction i couldn't wait to get him because i bought that um i bought that ringside collectibles undertaker not undertaker casket playset specifically for the decade of destruction undertaker when he came out so now in my in my detolf the casket's open and then the Undertaker's sitting up and looking like this way with his hat on. Oh yeah, almost there was a I know there was like a trading card like that. Yes. With Paul Bearer next to him with the urn yes. and Undertaker's in the casket looking. Yeah, that's what was my inspiration for that. Really? Card. That was your I remember that card. Yeah, it's like if that if that um when that decade of destruction undertaker comes out, I'm gonna have that ringside casket, and then I'm gonna have him sitting up in the casket, but looking like looking at you, like he's doing that head thing that he does, where he sits up and then he does that. And then, but the casket door, the lid would always want to shut on the undertaker. So what I had him doing is he, with his other hand, he, that casket place that came with a shovel. So I, I put the C the C grip hand in, and he's holding the shovel and in the casket as he's looking and the shovel is propping up the <laughs> is propping up the casket lid so it doesn't shut on the undertaker so he actually looks kind of cool in there holding his shovel and looking the other side by the cat by the that's good yeah i would double holds the door open i would have suggested maybe get like a little visor put the casket on the visor and have the have the lid fall down so oh, sure yeah if you wanted to do that, yeah. Because if you were gonna, maybe if you want, I don't know if you have a Paul Bearer figure. You could put that oh, next yeah. to the, put that next to the casket, recreate the card. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I've got a Jack's Paul Bear. He's an old yeah, works. Paul Bear. Yeah, from like two thousand four, maybe. Yeah. yeah, it works. It works. Yeah. See, we made we made an hour and a half episode out of a twelve minute match. 
I, you know me, I, I came bearing, uh, I came bearing, uh, gifts, uh, notes, notes, bearing notes as always. I think I got through everything this time, but we'll have to, we'll have to do a poll. Smackdown and Sundown or the Brahma Bulldozers. Oh, yes, the Brahma Bulldozers. We'll have to do a poll. <laughs> I will make sure when I put this episode up, I will add that poll. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, as always, Randy, I cannot wait until we meet again a month from now to discuss Undertaker and Kane, their first tag team championship victory together as they defeat Edge and Christian on Monday Night Raw as we are continuing our Monday Night Raw tradition. Um... And then we'll just go from there. And then we'll end the year off right with SummerSlam 2001. And move on to Rob Van Dam and Vengeance 2001. So we have a full stack ahead of us. I can't wait to see uh, the next match with him and Kane. And I just, as always, I can't thank you enough for joining me here on this journey through Undertaker's Tag Team Championship victories. Yeah, thanks. It's always good to be here, and uh, it's it's weird to think that the next time we meet up, it'll be like circa November twentieth. It'll maybe we'll start. They used to call Survivor Series the Thanksgiving night tradition. Yes. Maybe maybe we'll have that pre-Thanksgiving tradition of always recording an episode, and we'll start next month with uh, with Raw in two thousand one. Definitely, and since it's around Survivor Series, I definitely. Bring your Survivor Series memories of any Survivor Series either you've watched on pay-per-view or your favorite Survivor Series memories. It will make another hour and a half episode out of probably a 12-minute match. There you go. I can't wait. I can't wait either. And make sure to catch Randy as he joins Talking Taker next month. So uh, they'll be talking about Escape the Undertaker. Um, the Netflix interactive movie so make sure to catch Randy uh, in November's edition of Talking Taker follow him on Twitter at Pokey's Little Dog make sure to look for him at Full Gear and Rampage on his birthday weekend and join us here next month as we take another trip through Death Valley with Undertaker's Tag Team Championship victory with Kane and um, as always Creatures of the Night keep on rolling Till next time. Thank you, Randy. Thank you. Awesome. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Collecting Dead Man. Please continue to subscribe and leave us a five-star review where you can. Follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead and on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. Check out my Linktree page so you can find the links to all my merchandise stores where you can find wherever this podcast is available and where you can subscribe to my YouTube channel hit the like button and subscribe there as well. Please continue to support this podcast in any way you can. And until next week, Creatures of the Night, keep on rolling.